Thanks so much for having me on, man. It's my pleasure. Of course, dude. I mean, this is nothing new to you, but um, I'm love the office, by the way. Thanks for the tour. Thank you, bro. I've been uh, we've done a lot, bunch of um, video conferences and stuff, yep. and I told you about it. But you can't really. It's funny because even when I put it out there, people don't really get the feel for it or yep. the sense until they're here. It looks dope. Hundred percent. But people get here and they're like, dude. Yeah, you're telling me about it. You're like, you gotta check out the office. Yeah, so you got the six studio. Now I'm here. I'm like, this is tight. It's dope, right? <laughs> and then, but in, even in pictures and stuff and videos, people are like, dude, it doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Once I got here, it's way better. Yeah. So. You're in San Diego, man. Where are you where are you living these days? Uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. I've been out there for the past, you know, almost two years now. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I grew up there. Didn't ever really go to the West Coast until I was 16 and could, you know, go out there for my for myself and everything I'm doing business wise. But Scottsdale's been good. It's just really hot in the summer, so that's why you know pop out here to San Diego for the week. Well, it's funny because so we good call time. them zonies. Like I'm <laughs> yeah, raised here, but they said the zonies <laughs> during the summer come out here because it's so hot. There. Yep. They bounce out here. I think probably 40% of the beach is owned by people from Arizona. Really? Yeah, second home. It's funny you say that. Dave Meltzer has said the same thing. He was like, yeah, all of his neighbors are zonies. Yeah, <laughs> they're zonies. It's yep. funny because like back in the day when they would open up the beach for big event, like for 4th of July, which yeah. you can't drink on the beach anymore. So it kind of messed it up. Yep. Big crazy fights and stuff. But back then it would be yeah. all the San Diegans would be like, fucking zonies are coming in here and taking <laughs> over, dude. But yeah. no, I definitely get it. But Scottsdale's dope. Yep. You know what I mean? Really? Do you like San Diego? I love it. This was actually the first place. I love San Diego has a special place in my heart. It was the first event I ever spoke at. Um, it was called the Epic Mastermind Experience. I came out here. It was the first weekend in 2017 in January. And Caleb Maddox, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's one of my good friends. He invited me to speak at this event. I came out here, spoke for 15 minutes about Snapchat marketing, affiliate marketing. It was at that event that I connected with Dan Fleshman and Gerard Adams and all these different people that I was following on social media at the time. But my dad and I came out here for literally two nights. I missed like a Friday of school. We were here Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was in that moment and during that event, I got back in Virginia. I sent Ty Lopez a DM and I was like, hey Ty, I just spoke at an event in San Diego um, with Gerard and Dan. I just wanted to say that, um, you know, thanks so much for helping me get involved with everything I'm doing social media wise. And long story short, two weeks later, he flew me out to LA. So I always, whenever I talk about San Diego, it has a, such a special place in my heart because it, it's where I found momentum. You know, it was like the first time I ever went out to the West Coast. First time I was in California. And from that first event, it was just momentum. So I got love for San Diego. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a dope city, dude. Um, 
I obviously I'm born and raised, take it for granted sometimes. But uh, yeah, it's funny you mentioned Ty because he's one of the, obviously the originators of all the all that funnel crap. Yeah. But he's always down in San Diego. It's yep. funny. I always see him. Like I'm like, I was just there when he yeah. was his grandma and stuff. Yep. So that's dope. Absolutely. Um. So one thing I already heard that I like is um, obviously Richmond, Virginia. You're from I wouldn't call it a small town. But, yeah, but um, I'm like 20 minutes, 25 minutes south. I just say it's it's called Chesterfield, Virginia. Like so that's that where makes I'm from. More interesting. <laughs> because <laughs> I say Richmond, I feel like because no one would know what Chesterfield County is. A lot of people do that, or like the <laughs> Bay Area. Because yeah, you know what I mean, totally. No, but it's, it, it's it's cool because you know people expect people that are making it or succeeding or disrupting. They they expect them to be from some big city or big, yeah. But when people come out of these like little towns and totally. stuff. It's insane, and I think that it like it gives people obviously hope. Yep. Like that's my whole thing is because I grew up super poor and stuff in a trailer park, but I that's my whole thing is giving people hope now. Yeah, so, like, dude, I grew up like this. Hundred percent. Some shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's I didn't know anyone growing up that moved out of my hometown. So like when you talk about hope, like even just looking back on like where I am now, living in Scottsdale, like, coming to San Diego for the week. Like I was on the phone with my mom on two days ago. It was her birthday, and I was just like, it's so crazy that I've you know, built this life of I'm living in Scottsdale, Arizona. I've been out there for two years. I'm casually just doing a road trip to San Diego to kick it out there for the week. And it makes me reflect on like where I'm from and like how, how Richmond, Virginia, Chesterfield County, like built my morals. Cause it's like, I still, you know, I have those beliefs in my mind, but just the last four years of like doing my thing, it's, it's been cool to see like what's out there. So I'm grateful for it. That's dope. dude. When you go back to your, the town you're from, is it different? Do people know who you are now? I mean, not that they did it before, but do they know that you're like doing all your things? I would say, I would say a lot. Like, everyone knows everyone. Like it's, so, it's so funny. My mom, one time she was at this, this grocery store and it was like Denise Adams. And she saw that he had like uh, my high school, Manchester high school t-shirt on. And she was like, Oh, like, um, you go to Manchester. Like I have, you know, three sons that went there, Cody, Cameron and Casey. And he was like, your son's Casey Adams. Oh my God. I, I listen to his podcast all the time. And I, I wouldn't say like I'm recognized at all in my hometown, but there's definitely like a lot of love and people yes. that love what I'm doing listen to the show. And you know, I have um, two brothers that work at a restaurant. Whenever I go in there, it's like so friendly and so loving, but it, it's cool. It, 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 it's cool. The, the thing is, it's a good it's time. Really cool Cause you are from a smaller town that everyone knows. Like if, if you came from LA or something, they'd yeah, be like, eh. yeah, but like, not that they're just eh, but it'd be like, well, I don't really know that dude because yeah. there's so many people that are kind of coming out of there. But to come from that and then go back, it's kind of dope, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and it's funny because like as I've like speaking on the podcast, like as I've interviewed more like well-known people, like people back home, they you know they they catch up and start to get it. They're like, oh, Rick Ross, like, what's up, bro? I like, haven't talked in a while, right? Yes. So I think it's so funny because like no one knows what you're doing until you do it, right? Like, I, I, I like to, like, for example, Rick Ross, right? I just posted it one morning. I was like, all right, I didn't, like, lead it up and do any marketing for the show. I didn't tell people I was going to do it. I just put drop it out it, there. Yeah. I just drop it. And I think that's the, that's the, that's what I love about social media is, like, you can make moves in silence and then just, you know, showcase what you've been working on. And I think, you know, I, I like to inspire a lot of people from my hometown. And I, I do, I get a lot of DMs from even, like, younger kids that are my age that are you know, from a small town and I think that's what, that's what inspires me to, to put out all the content and everything well it's cool that you're diverse that's my whole thing is I want to bring on so many different diverse and like yeah. you said you could bring on Robert Green all these people and maybe a lot of people don't resonate they're like who's that yeah. I know who it is yeah, like, people totally. think are going to be like that shit's dope dude, Robert Green like fucking and then you drop a Rick Ross which is completely on the other side of the spectrum <laughs> and yeah. they're like oh you're cracking now you're like yeah. oh, I brought on 
like I've had a Larry King. Like I yeah. have this, like what are you talking about? But people hear that and they're like, oh, now you're the man. Yeah. Because that, they resonate it's, with that. It's so funny because it's like mainstream hip hop culture, I think. is like, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to interview DJ Khaled and Wiz Khalifa and Drake and all these like massive hip hop icons because A, I'm a huge hip hop fan, but B, like hip hop culture is massive and everyone understands it like they're like those are the stars right in terms of like musicians and actors so it's funny when I was talking to Larry King he's like I just want to have conversations with people I'm curious about so for me like I like a lot of people I'll get you know hundreds of emails a month like asking to be in my show to be in my show and like they're great people I'm sure with great stories but if I don't have like this burning fire sensation of like I'm curious about that person and I really want to get to know him and I see value in that like I don't want to waste each other's time, right? Like mm -hmm. for me, and I, I think something that Larry King really instilled in me is like, let your curiosity do the talking, right? Like don't mm -hmm. force an interview. Don't don't force a conversation. Like do it because you want to have the conversation because I, I totally see myself interviewing people for the rest of my life. And after talking with Larry, it only reassured that and how That's I'm dope. thinking about it. Well, when I was, when I used to do that, I'm gonna try and drop plugs for myself. When I used to do that show on ESPN, that people would be like, oh, I'm like, the funnest part about it is like, I get to use this billion dollar platform yep. to find people that I want to, that I'm curious about. Like yep. you said, like a lot of people would come at me on Mac always and they want the credibility and all that. But I'm like, no, like I, it was my opportunity, my door, yep. like to like, Oh, I want to interview that dude, that dude. I want to, I want to talk to that dude. So I would just send something to him. hundred percent. opportunity to do it, but you can literally pick people that you're interested in that you like, like, I don't know, just say your, just say your favorite rapper was Rick Ross. And yeah. You have a platform and a, and a credibility to be like, Rick yep. Ross, what up? And yep. you can chop them down. So and, and I think that's a beautiful thing about podcasting. And like, I, I love podcasting because it allows you to have conversations with people for obviously a value driven perspective of, Hey, this is going to go out to an audience. But for me, it's always been about relationships. Like I've interviewed just the last, you know, 40 days, over 45 people every single day I've been putting out a show. And it's like, when I need to, whether that's raise capital or have a strategic relationship for this deal or this opportunity, like I have so many quality people and, and I made a moral obliga obligation to myself when I was 16. I said for the next, you know, five years or for the next, until I'm 21, I want to go all in on just having the most world-class network to sell, to set myself up for my future. Because mm. I know a lot of young people where it's, yes, everyone's money driven at the end of the day, like we all need to make money, but what you can do with relationships is so valuable and you can't pay for them, right? Yeah. Like, yes, you can hire a coach or hire a mentor, but true, genuine relationships with people, there's no shortcuts. Like you have to put in the work and actually take the time to build it. And that's what I like to say, what I've been doing in the podcast is the vehicle for that. And I highly recommend if people are listening to this, Start a podcast if you are curious in others and you want to build your network. Utilize it for that purpose. Don't don't do it because you want to have the biggest show or get the most listens. Like do it if you're curious in someone and you want to communicate. And I think you know what you're doing. And this is this cool vibe. Like we wouldn't be doing this otherwise, right? Like we could chat on Facetime, we could link up, get coffee, do whatever. But having a podcast bridges the gap and allows you to really build with someone. And that's why I mean it was funny because one of our first talks, you told me you said, dude, like dudes like working with you, working with dudes like you were easier because you've already like done the money thing, you've done the business stuff. Yeah. Now I know like you can actually have real conversations because you know, I'm to be honest, I'm not trying to get anything out of it. Versus totally. What, rather than just talk to someone cool, ask them some cool questions yep. and spread the word. You know what totally. I mean? I'm not making any money off this. Like, yep. And that's for me, it's just, a, it's more of a fun thing. You totally. Know I mean? So the conversations are different. Yep. I get to sit people down, ask questions. <laughs> and like for you, man, like it's cool because you, you just say 45 people in the last 40 days. It's like, it's almost like you read 45 books. 
100 percent right like yep. on these people you can ask them and or it's like watching a youtube channel of someone and skipping to the or stopping <laughs> and asking the question directly on the screen yeah that's what you're doing you're basically yeah. finding people on youtube that you like you're like uh -huh. hey what up bro come on my podcast yep cool all right done now i get to fuck the videos i get to watch ask them exactly i always tell people every interview i do i age a year right so it's like i'm 19 right but if you look at the 200 plus interviews i've done with the world-class people anyone from larry king who's 87 years old like the wisdom mm. and the conversations i've had with these people like it's given me not i wouldn't say an advantage but just so many different perspectives on the world that you can only get through experience right so i i cut my learning curve so oh. much when it comes to my worldviews and how i think about life and how i look at my future and business and relationships and I'm grateful for it. It gives you, well, it was like four years ago, man. I've always read in books and stuff. If you ever like travel the world, like yep. go to different countries, learn people's different culture, it'll give you a whole different perspective. Absolutely. And it'll just be different. And I was always scared to fly over water, but finally. Like, really? Yeah, bro. I don't know. For some reason, I'm like, dude, if this thing goes down, at least on land, we can look for a freeway. Maybe <laughs> to try to park it yeah. or land it. But I'm like, on water, I don't know about that. Like, you want to find an aircraft carrier? Um, but I finally was like, fuck, dude. I was just like, dude, I was kind of like had this weird space where I was doing well and everything, but I just kind of felt like something was missing. Yeah. I booked a one-way uh, airline to, uh, ticket to, to London. Wow. And it was like you said, or like everyone said, though, like you're saying with these people, when I did, I traveled for 30 days with a backpack just to different cities, and I would just jump on with, with technology. I would jump on my laptop. That's why yep. I would backpack a few things of clothes and my laptop, and I would just jump on a coffee shop and be like, what do I want to go next? Here, boom. That's so plane, sick. Or like flight. Yeah. But meeting people and doing all that, after I did that for 30 days, I came back and it was so true. It's hard to put into words, but like like you're saying, yep. perspective is a great word, a descriptive word, but it's hard to, like when I got back, I was like, oh, like it just gave me this whole different perspective, perspective of the whole world, you yep. know what I mean? Of culture, of just the way we see people, because most people live in these little bubbles, you know yep. what I mean? They don't understand other, but for you to be able to talk to the, it's funny because Gary B says that. He's like, you want perspective, go sit at a senior home mm -hmm. for a day and listen to the old cats. They'll yep. tell you, they'll be real as fuck, first of all. They, yep. don't, there's no, they don't give a shit. They're about to die. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to keep it real. They're going to yeah. tell you the truth, and you can really see what life's about. And so what you're doing, traveling around, and the cool thing and the added bonus which for you of what you're doing, man, that's, that's insane, is it's people who have, like, pinnacled. These are people yep. that have, like, did, you know, that have, like, we all know for a reason or another, but they've done something so spectacular in some way or another, and you get to sit there and, like, find common threads. Yeah. That's one thing I like bringing people on here with the differences because I'm always looking for the difference and then I find common threads. Yeah. Like one of them we found that, that I found for probably everyone is when I stopped caring about the money and I already heard you say it, like it's more about like just he like helping or relationships or just getting to know and help people and yep. learn. That's when they started like leveling up. Totally. You know what I'm saying? And 100%. What, um, let's, let's kind of switch it now and talk about more about business. Did we know, I know you have a, uh, your podcast, yep. Rise of the Young. That's probably, is that your biggest platform, would you say? I would say so, like social media wise, yeah. In terms social of like my voice. Yes. Like, in terms of like how I'm communicating with my audience, like I, I look at it like I built an Instagram, like that is my go-to platform of relationships and content. There's the podcast and I'm everywhere, right? I'm on Facebook, I'm on YouTube, I'm on TikTok, I've been doing a lot with, but Instagram and podcasting have been like my two like focused vehicles because the system is, hey, connect with people in the DMs and Instagram, have them on the podcast, build relationships, do business with them, whether that's doing a client business, which is TikTok management or helping with content strategy or whatever it is. But that's like the funnel, right? Like for me, I, I've never wanted to sell, sell, sell to my audience because I understand the long longevity of my brand and how Gary Vee always talks about for like, you know, jab, 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 right hook, yep, yep. where I've, there's a lot of people that I know that just sell, 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 and that's how you don't build real brand value long-term. That's and how I, people and start I, hitting like 
ignore. ignore exactly, exactly. So for me, yeah, I, I would say the podcast is like main platform. And you're just crushing your personal brand. With, that's the thing that like, so I remember um, I was reading and one of my buddies used to tell me that like the only thing more powerful than money is fame, right? Because like I've told people, and I don't mean fame, the thing like, oh, I'm famous. Or yeah. I just mean like the reputation, the credibility, yep. if you have it good. You know, Warren Buffett says you can build your, it takes 20 years to build your reputation and five minutes to crush it. Absolutely. And the cool thing is an analogy I always tell people, they're like, dude, okay, look, a guy can roll up that's a billionaire that nobody knows and get stopped at the front door and be like, who is this Totally. MC Hammer can roll up. <laughs> Think about it. Like the, the dope, most worn yeah. out, whatever, broke as a joke, probably lives with his parents again. But like that dude could roll up to any club probably in the United States as MC Hammer. And I mean, hopefully someone will recognize him as yeah. MC Hammer and they're going to be like, oh shit, this dude put out great music. He's yep. just, they'll let him right past a billionaire. You yep. know what I mean? And so it comes down to like reputation, what you've done, how you've given. Um, so that's one of the things I respect. You know, I mean, I'm trying to do that. And again, it comes, I got that under control, but I want to just change people and influence people. And again, I'm, I'm just curious. Yep. How, um, so what do you do? I know you and I sit down and we talk about strategy. How do you help people? Um, first of all, you, you've done it. So what is yep. your main focus when you work with people? Yeah, so I would say the last eight months, I've been doing a lot with TikTok. So I've, okay. I've been working with the TikTok corporate team for, like I said, eight months or so. And overall, what I'll do with these clients is one of three things. Number one, lay out their personal brand strategy on TikTok, meaning, okay, you have a brand image, whether that's on YouTube or on Instagram. How do we portray this on TikTok in an authentic way with the platform and actually create content for TikTok? Because TikTok is so unique. And it's one of those things where I always, I always look at it like, okay, if you could be on Instagram, you know, 10 years ago before it became Instagram where everyone needs to be to have a personal brand, would you want to do it? The answer is yes. So I know so many high level CEOs and executives where they're crushing it on every other social platform, but their daughters are on TikTok. I'm like, what is this, right? Yeah. So I've been, I've had the honor to, you know, go back to a lot of the people I've interviewed, and I work with, you know, between 30 and 50 clients when it comes to laying out strategy, doing consulting calls, getting their domain names on TikTok, and helping them best position themselves to maximize the platform for what it is right now. Because the truth is, and Gary Vee says this, it could be the biggest thing, or it could be the TikTok bubble pops, and it's, you know, then it's just something that kids use forever. But as of right now, the way they're doing different brand deals with the NFL and all these major celebrities with the Kardashians and how they're just driving so much traffic, there's power in it. And it's one of those things where with Instagram reach just dying every single day, TikTok is so attractive, especially when they add link in bios and they already have that for some users, but the swipe ups and how they can really, Gary Vee said it best, TikTok can do what Instagram did to Snapchat if they're, yes careful about it. They could add TikTok daily stories, right? They could have a, a static feed if they want to, but they're really doubling down on what's working, which is that 15 second micro content, dancing, sound oriented type videos. And um, yeah, I've been doing that for the last eight months when it comes to building a team and really managing a lot of clients there. And then something that we can't touch on too much yet, but building out this new podcast software that I'm stoked about. Because for me, I, I looked at the podcast industry and I've been really doing a lot of research of like studying a platform like Anchor, right? They got acquired by Spotify. There's different podcast networks that are getting acquired every single day because these big companies are looking to build their like quote unquote podcast artillery, right? So for me, I want to build this platform, which is going to be connecting podcasters with guests and advertisers. And that's what I'm really dumping a lot of my time and energy and resources into. And yeah, that's, that's more so I'm excited for it to come out and I'll definitely, you'll be the first of many to be on it. It's super dope. super dope. I'm excited. Um, it's funny that you said that TikTok. It, cause I know that like, if I look back at social media, I've been around for a while since MySpace. Dude. Yep. I remember MySpace was popping and then Facebook came out and everyone was like, 
no, no, it was young people on Facebook. And everyone, yep. I remember I was like, Facebook, that's dumb. It's all about MySpace. MySpace. Yeah. And I held on, I held on, I held yep. on. So the last minute, then I jumped on Facebook. And it was at that point, it was like kind of too late. I was drowning or I was totally. like a big, small fish in a big pond. And then I was on Facebook, went all on Facebook, and IG came out. And I'm like, no, that's a kid. It's like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not making the transfer. Got in again. It was too late. Now I'm trying to build that up. And now all of a sudden, it's like TikTok. And I'm like fighting myself because I know, and you and I have conversations. I'm like, damn it, dude. Now I'm like just going all in on IG, yeah. starting to get a name, starting to get my thing going. And now there's TikTok. And I remember my conversations with myself every single time yeah. the platform came out. I'm like, yeah. Shit. One thing I do notice though is what happens, like you were saying, with the bios and stuff, is they start making adjustments. It takes a few business people to come on and kind yep. of make a statement, but then they'll start making adjustments to the app. Like I remember IG at first was kind of like a TikTok. It was more like kid oriented almost. Yeah, yeah. And then they started making adjustments and they started doing like longer clips and they started doing this and then big brands started coming yep. out and then it kind of- Seems like a commerce platform. Yes. And then I feel like at some point TikTok, because right now you're right, man. I, I go on, I, I'm still trying to figure it out. You have me doing a few different strategies yeah. to find my place. And obviously it's not there yet. I'm waiting for it. But like, I know at some point they're going to, it's going to, someone big business, like a Coca-Cola or something is going to turn it into yeah. something and there'll be that side of it. You know what I mean? Totally. That'll start kind of pushing the business yep. side of it. So I'm, I'm waiting to see. You know I mean, again, I, I drop videos, um, and I, I think that's the most important part, though, is just like being on there and being open to it. Because, you know, it's one of those things where on TikTok you could have 30 videos go out, and you know, you don't go, grow any, but then you have your 31st, and it gets 100,000 views because like the algorithm is just so great when it comes to virality. So I mean, I think that's the most important thing, though, just like having the open mind to be on there is what separates people that are going to be, you know, building quality brands, and obviously having the strategy and laying it out. But it's just being on there because you start to understand, especially how like this younger demographic is communicating on the platform. I think that's the most important part because what what influencers are doing on inf uh, on Instagram of like you know traveling and taking pictures with brands, like the brands had to catch up and learn how to speak that language. And mm -hmm. now there's like a a strategy of influencer marketing and how Fashion Nova works with all the influencers and their influencer marketing branch is a huge division in their company. Same thing with TikTok. It's like learn the language so that you don't have to go back in two, three, five years and be like, oh, wow, I am completely unaware of how this all works. Yep. Now let me try to catch up when you could have just, you know, understood the platform, understand how it works, put out a piece of content here and there and just know it so that you're not blinded by something that has so much power or potential. Yeah, and it's crazy when you start seeing it. Like, it just blows my mind when I see like Coca-Cola and at the bottom it'll say follow us on Instagram. Yeah. On Facebook and then uh, someday it's gonna be TikTok. You know what yep. I mean? Um, something that you do really well, you've done really well with yourself, and I know that you do it with people as well, is personal branding. Yep. Right? What um, I just want to get into some like real meat and potatoes. Like, what are some things if somebody wanted to start out? Obviously, you helped me. I, I was never into. I was always been a backseat driver. Yeah. Man. I was all about building my business. Dropped a couple posts here and there. Um, what would you say if somebody that does want to start getting out there, building their personal brand and getting out there, yeah. what would be the first step for them? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say before you talk strategy, it has to come to the way you look at it. Like a personal brand, I, I describe it as the most authentic perception of you online. And I think if you think about it like that, 
don't try to create a personal brand. You just need to live your truth online and focus how you can build it into your daily routine, right? So for example, for me, whatever I'm doing, Instagram stories or Snapchat stories, it's became a part of my daily routine and daily ritual, but I have a strategy and I have my, I like to call it my three brand pillars. Like what am I putting out? My three brand pillars are podcasting, traveling, and networking. Those are like the three things I like to showcase to position myself around on a you know, 24-7 basis. But if anyone is looking to build a brand, you need to be all in on it because personal branding is long-term, right? Like you're forever going to be yourself. You can't buy and sell yourself, right? You can start a company, sell a company. You can't sell you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like if you're committing to building a personal brand for putting out content on Instagram or starting a podcast, whether that's an interview show or just talking about a certain topic, you need to go all in on the long-term vision of it and figure out, okay, like where do you want this to lead to? I've always made sure I've been careful of not attaching myself to like a specific industry so much. I've attached to people because for me, I want to continuously associate myself with high level people. That's more so how I want to build my brand. So I would say from a tactic perspective, look at the social media landscape. Where are you not spending time, right? Like if you're on your phone six hours a day, are you on Instagram? Are you scrolling? Are you putting out content? Are you messaging people? But most importantly, why do you want to be known? Why do you want to build a brand? Is it for fame? Is it to, is it strictly for your business? Is it to get new customers within the first 30 days? Like, why are you doing it? I think identifying that is the most important aspect of it all because if you don't know that then you're just going to be taking shots with your eyes closed right like be very clear on where your target is and, and where you want to go because if you don't set that target you're you're just gonna you're gonna waste a lot of time and potentially money if you start investing into your brand with no clear end goal yeah no i, I agree and i think that like you're saying identify first of all the end and the why because one thing that's really hard is being authentic we had this conversation yep. And it's funny because, you know, and that's another thing. If you're going to go strictly business and your, your customer expects a certain yep. person versus like, and that's my, that's where I, the craziest part about it, man, is like at first, a lot of my stuff was trying to be, and that's what I try to, with my agents, you know, yeah. they, they try to make this perfect, oh, my hair, this, and that, yeah. or like this, did that sound right? And, and, and at first I remember I was like, I was like that. I wanted, I watched yep. No, I don't want that. Do this. Take that off. Yep. And first of all, it becomes, it, 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 it stresses people out. It stresses me out. Totally. The minute I started and you like confirmed it, the minute you start being yourself, really, and it's not giving a fucks. Totally. You know I mean? And just being like, fuck it, dude. Like, yep. what up? Like your bad angles. <laughs> like, yeah, people up there, like, that's not my good side. I'm like, I'm like, dude, everyone has seen all your sides. Just yeah. Get, and I started learning that. I was like, first of all, you know, we keep referencing Gary Vee, but I listen to him a lot too. And he says, dude, nobody gives a fuck what you look like or what you think or what, they don't give a fuck. The minute you saw it, they see you or whatever, it's gone within a few yep. seconds. And I started thinking about that from my perspective. Like when I see somebody, if they had a booger in their nose, like I think it's laughable. The next day, I don't think yeah. about that. I don't think about how they look. I'm like, I was, what did they say? How did they make me feel? They say yep. like, it's not what people say or they, it's how they make you feel. But you'll literally, so now all of a sudden, and this is crazy, bro. Like I put up these videos that are all like scripted that were all nice and given, I thought crazy value and everything. Yeah. I get a few views. Then Patrick, the video homie will, catch me doing something which I told him I want you to start doing this just catch me when I'm going off on something in my yeah. real, in my environment and when we'll post some shit like that we'll be going like crazy and like telling stories and all and we post that it goes nuts yep. like people are like dude great message that was totally. dope that, even if I look myself, I'm like, oh, I don't like that. but I'm like dude that's what gets it versus if you yep. have perfect light perfect script perfect all that nobody likes it. I'm like dude that was like such a good <laughs> video it looks yeah. so good I looked all good and nothing dude 
But it's like it's yep, like that's people the truth. want to see the bad side. They yep. want to see the real. They want to see a booger in your nose or a fucking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get all stressed out about certain shit, and I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, that's what they want to see, though, because yep. they can relate. And that's the truth. Um, all right, so as far as personal branding, find your why. You want to find your why, and just say somebody wants to do it. What's the main difference between doing it personally? Like, I'm doing it, let's just, I mean, I'm doing it because, first of all, I feel like I have a good message to spread. I want to help yep. people, you know what I mean? Eventually, we're going to do some some classes where I'm going to show agents because I've done it before. And I'm like, wait a minute, I can do this, and I see how it changes their lives. I need to scale this because yep. not too many people could do what I do and um, relate to people that are like come from the nothing space, you know what yep. I mean? Like, or the hood. They don't think they have the hope space. But, like, I want to be able to – I just I told them up there I was trying to push my agents to all do what I'm doing so they could build their brand, yep. build their business, and nobody would do it. They're like, well, what? so then I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna lead the way. I'm gonna show yep. you guys what to do, and and basically become the authority. Not, I mean, a real estate was initially, but now it's just I just want to meet cool people. That's why I started podcast. Totally. You know what I mean? And build. Hundred percent. So what would you say is maybe a difference between if someone wants to start it for strictly business or strictly just personal? I mean, I, I would say I would say there's definitely a difference because, like, for example, I know. Like let's say YouTubers, right? They just want to build a brand and put out content because they want to get views, and obviously that will turn to money and sponsorships and all that sort of stuff. But I think the the cool part about this like business entrepreneur social world is that everyone's doing it for a purpose. For yes, long term business opportunity. But I would say like for example, this conversation like we understand that we sit down today, we do a podcast. Maybe in three, six, twelve months, there's a deal or opportunity that we can work on something together, right? And we both understand that. So I would say the alternative is just doing it to like for example, there's there's a lot of people that are on social media just posting like about them, about them, about them, and it's not about others at all. This is about myself. This is about you. It's about the collective of the content, not about each other as an individual, right? So I think that's a clear difference, right? If someone's okay. just posting about them, about them, about them, when there's no alternative message, then my buddy Charlie Rocket, he describes it as social media 2.0. It, there's the, the I am you theory, right? Where it's like LeBron James or Oprah, these people, these world-class leaders, if you can feel relatable in any sense of like, hey, I am you, and not like, hey, look at me, look at me, that's the difference. And that's how he describes it as social media 1.0, is like, hey, look at me, I'm great, look at my picture I took, look at me traveling, that's not a good strategy. Number two is the I am you theory, where it's, hey, I'm authentic, I'm relatable, you can see that I you know, woke up at 8.05 this morning and I didn't say that I woke up at 4 a.m. and I'm trying to put on this mm -hmm. facade of a perfect life, right? And I think that's the clear difference of, to your point of you know, doing it for a purpose and being clear and, and like having an authentic message and doing it for other egotistical alternatives that just you know, make you feel great because you have people following you. Like that's never a good <laughs> strategy and, and alternative out, to that. It causes stress, 100%. anxiety, all that because you have to remember who you were for all these different people. Yeah. And now it's getting easier and it's easier to put out content when you do totally. it that way. Um, it's funny because Jim Carrey, he, he, that dude's a gangster. That dude, you know, he pushes that big time. He's like, yep. dude, I'm just like any of you. You know what I yep. mean? And he goes, forever I was putting on, I was creating an avatar for myself yep. that allowed me to make people laugh and be this other person. And he's like, and I'm glad that I had the success and made all the money and everything. But he's like, now it's back to just me yep. and like nature and like the rudimentary shit. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, you know, he also says a cool thing. It's like, I wish everyone could be rich and famous so they could see it's not all about I love that quote. Famous, yeah. Right? He's yeah. like, dude, then they could get back to the roots and realize yep. it's all about. And he's, I like, I love that dude. You know what I mean? He's, yep. he's cool because he was funny as shit growing up in my childhood. But now he's like the realist. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, 
Awesome. So, okay, so the business, the personal, if they had to start on one platform, what do you think the best platform to start for someone to start? I would say the, the best platform to start just having content is for sure Instagram because it's like that, it's like the social business card, right? Like, hey, if you meet someone, like, what's their Instagram, right? Like, yes, TikTok is important to test with and to experiment with and to put out content. But if you're looking to build like a long-term brand, it's like having a quality Instagram profile is a major key. But then also YouTube, because YouTube lives on forever, right? Like you can look up on you know YouTube how to, how to tie your shoes and there could be a video from 2005 that still is ranking and the mm-hmm. content lives on and it's evergreen. Where on Instagram, you're not going down to someone's 13th post out of a thousand to check it out, right? So yeah. it's like, you want to be everywhere, but I would recommend if you're looking to connect with people to build a brand to put out content to make it really simple. Like Instagram is still the place to be, but it's important to be omnipresent, but don't spread yourself thin and try to do everything and try to, you know, be the best at everything. Like for me, I'm on Instagram on, I have my podcast and those are like where I spend my time, but I'm everywhere else. But I just made sure I have a presence there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, do you think Instagram's here for a long time? hundred percent. So nothing's going to like, I always think about that. Cause I'm going all in on my IG and yeah. I built it up. I want to get verified, do all these things because I feel like that is the place. Yeah. YouTube's big for me too, for the, like the yeah. real estate informational space. Like it's good. That's, I feel like YouTube's good for giving information. Yep. Like, 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 like it's the second largest, I think search engine yep. compared to Google or yep. something. Um, so for me, I want to really, we just started working on, um, I legends depths. Then we started working on the, uh, on my, my YouTube because I'm stepping back. I, I love this. Yep. Like, this is like my, this is almost not even business for me. This is personal. Yep. This is like my fun. You know what I mean? It's like hanging out with someone that I want to meet and hang out. But as far as like the business, real estate and then building up my seminars I want to do to teach other people to make money in real estate. Um, I, I feel like YouTube for me, you know what I mean? Is that now I yep. can see like for TikTok, eventually I, you, you turned me on to some, some real estate people. I started looking up on how they're doing yeah. it. It's very interesting. Totally. Um, the way they're doing it. And I'm going to start getting on that as well. I just feel like I was, I'm always nervous because on IG and I wonder if other people, I went, I've gone so much, I've invested so much time and money and just yeah. so much into it that I'm like, damn, why don't you just wake up <laughs> and it's new MySpace? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, fucking- Instagram will for, I think for like for we, like forever be a platform that will be important. But like, for example, like TikTok is the new kid on the block that people love. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's always going to be changing and evolving. That's important. That's why it's important to be adaptable to these different platforms. Like even like something that I'm sure not many people know this platform, but Instagram has a, it's sort of like a TikTok. It's called Lasso. It's big in um, Mexico and South America. It's literally identical to TikTok in terms of like the the UI UX interface, how it works. It's called Lasso. No one really knows about it, but it's not a threat, and no one really cares right now, right? Like people care about TikTok. So until people care, it doesn't matter. But it's always important to be you know, be aware of the different platforms that are out there. Like I just, you know, I've been using Snapchat a lot more because I recently got verified on there and the organic reach is insane, but I didn't care about Snapchat when I wasn't because I would get, it was just like for the hundred people that followed me back home and I would just stay in touch with them. Right. But now I care because there's a purpose. So yeah, like, you know, find a, find a platform that you can be purposeful in because if you don't have a purpose for it, there's no point of, you know, utilizing kind of your, your goal. Yeah. Like I said, I'm like podcast, for me, I think it's IG, podcast, and um, probably YouTube are going to be my three PowerPoints because I yep. feel like uh, obviously it fits everything. Um, Facebook, it's funny because I feel like Facebook is all my, my older clients, yep. which is crazy. You know what I mean? Um, they only, you max out at 5,000 friends, which kind of sucks. But it's funny because everyone, it's like my, my Facebook is for like the 50 and over crowd. Yep. I know, and that's, I sell real estate, so I want to get to them too. But my IG is like the people my age and under. Yeah. I'm 42 years old, so I'm kind of <laughs> that like later yeah. thing. But like, 
under. So that's why it's hard for me sometimes to relate to the newer stuff on TikTok and stuff. Um, all right, man, I don't want to keep you too long. I just want to know, um, I ask everyone that comes on the show, um, it's called There's a Difference. What do you think, you've obviously blown up and make a name for yourself, your personal brand's off the charts, and you just keep, I mean, I've been following you now for a few months. I just yeah. see shit gets more insane, more insane. <laughs> you're bigger guests. I mean, you had Rick Ross on there, dude, which is like crazy. And, and I mean, Robert Greene, and I mean, before that, you've had Jordan. I mean, you have so many cool people. What do you think makes you different? Like, what do you think makes, gives you that opportunity and, I love and that. allowed you to get there? I love that question, by the way. It's interesting. I, I think what makes me different is my curiosity, like my genuinely curiosity in other people. Like, for example, we talk about interview, we talk about people. I wouldn't have been able to interview these great people because I wouldn't have had to reach out 12 times and had to, re you know, unsend a message, send it back, go on their Instagram, look through who they're following, like 17 pictures, comment four times, reach out again. Like my strategy and the, the small itty bitty details that I do to getting every single guest, like it's not easy to book Rick Ross. You have to follow him for four years and then, or follow him for four years, engage with him, figure out who he likes. He likes Robert Greene, understand, okay, I wanna actually be passionate about Robert Greene, so let me go read his book so that I can have a true understanding of who he is as a person to go interview him, to set it up, to reschedule 14 times to finally do it and then to reach out to Rick Ross and boom, make it happen. So my point being like, what makes me different is I'm always looking for, my buddy Alex Benayan says this, the third door, right? Like the third door in relationships. Like there's, there's always another way to do something that isn't black or white, right? Like find the gray zone. That is like the, the sweet spot to getting things done and anything from podcasting to relationships to closing clients. Like, but it's also just my willingness to not wait. Like for example, I remember I was, sophomore in high school, right? I'm someone that I have two older brothers. They both went to college. They dropped out. That wasn't their path. I'm over here. Okay. Long story short, junior, senior year, I missed 65 days of school junior year. I was skipping school every other weekend, going to Los Angeles, going to events completely like I like to call it full sending it, right? Like I would book a flight and be like, hey mom, I booked a flight to LA. I'm gonna completely not be in school Thursday, Friday, or Monday, I'm going. And it was like these arguments that would happen, but I was so determined and like focused on what I knew was right for me in my career long-term, where when I missed 85 days of school senior year and only had three classes, but still got good grades, I'm not saying just go drop out of school in any sense, but I was just so committed to the journey and the process, but I didn't wanna wait. And I think that's what truly separates me, but also other people was like, that was my, my purple cow. I was in high school. I didn't want to be in class. I started connecting with these people online and I was like, I don't want to wait to go meet them. I don't want to wait to get experience. I don't want to wait to, to meet someone in three years when I could go to event this Saturday and skip three days of school and be there and shake their hand and get to know them so that we have three years of rapport in the next two, three, four years. Right? So to simplify the answer, it's I didn't wait and I've remained curious about people and that's what's allowed me to build these type of relationships. That's that's a really good answer, dude, because um, most people, they won't follow their passion. They won't follow that interest and miss school because they they're so to the system. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And then what happens though, the problem is they graduate from high school and they're like, oh, what do I do now? They yeah. don't follow it. They lose that passion because they go take a job they didn't need to 
to take just to pay yep. the bills that they had to take to pay, and they start forgetting about that. Like if you would have stuck to your your schools every day, and yeah. you're like, I want to go do something. You let it go, then all of a sudden you graduate one day, and it's like, okay, buddy, pay your bills now. Yeah, hundred percent. You know what I mean? What do you mean pay my bills? Now I can't. Go, I want to go to L.A. though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I always tell people, dude, like I've been able to go full circle. I've been able to like. I, I was doing these things back in the day, like not real estate, but businesses and stuff like that, man. Always curious about making my own money so I can do my own things and not depend on anybody. And luckily that I, I, I went, like you said, I did it. You know what I mean? I did it yep. and I wasn't the best student, but I was always doing stuff that was like fun and curious. Yep. And I started to go into like, I almost went to the FBI, which would have been terrible yep. because I thought that was like the normal thing to do. Yep. And I would have been bored because I'm, I'm an entrepreneur yeah. in my spirit. Now that's what they call it. Back then it's like, I want to run a business. Yeah. But it's, it's, dude, the, that, I think that doing what you did is what every kid should do. Yep. They 100%. should all like find what their passion before they have responsibility. Absolutely. Right? Like before they yeah. have to start paying bills and going to work because that starts dimming off. Buddy. Totally. You know what I mean? You hear it's a like catch up because it's like, oh, I want to do this, but now I have to do this and I've already put myself here, right? Like for me, it was like, hey, Casey, go get a job. And I was 15. I was like, no, I, I just saw an ad about affiliate marketing. I'm going to like dive into this program, watch 1700 YouTube videos and figure out how I can make a dollar online. And that's what I did. But I didn't have any other like obligations besides, you know, school and sports and like doing the things around the house. But I, I understood that. And I think that's my, like my self-awareness is I understood that time frame of like being in high school and I had two older brothers and I was the youngest one. So I, you know, I grew up as like an older, younger brother where I understood that I needed to get ahead in my career, in my life and in my experiences so that when I come to the finish line of high school, I already have experience and knowledge and, you know, things to build on. And it's not just a clear slate that I'm starting day one when you're supposed to have it figured out by then, you know, when you blended, you blended what you truly want to do is which is what, when we're kids, we truly do our passions, you know, yep. whether it's play the piano or play sports or fucking skate or ride bikes yeah. or whatever it is. We do our passion because we don't think about responsibility, but you were able to blend them both yep. in time to where you didn't have to sw- flip the switch off from being a kid totally. to flip it on the switch and be Absolutely. responsible, right? Yep. And you, so you were able to blend them together and then obviously eventually monetize your passion as a kid. Yep. That's why I feel at this office. Why do you think it's set up like this? Yeah. I don't want to like come to like the, my fourth, yeah. my, my hangout. Like when you're a kid, everyone goes and meets at someone's house and hangs yep. out. That's why I want this. That's why totally. I have a sauna. I have a bar here, like I want everyone to come here and not feel like they're working. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's no, I love what I it. feel, man. And totally. You, you obviously make a living off it, pay your bills, and you blend the two together, and you're just a kid forever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I what love I that. feel. I feel like I'm a kid yeah. forever now, and I'm just an adult with money. Yeah. I'm a kid with money now. And I, <laughs> I want. You just live where yeah. I have podcasts and cool people come through. So. Yep. Awesome answer, man. Thank you so much for coming by, man. Absolutely. Um, everyone, where can they find you at? Uh, just on Instagram, just at Casey Adams one and then the podcast is Rise of the Young. That's the two best places. Awesome, man. Dope. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm Absolutely. sure we'll run across paths again. Totally. We'll see you soon. Yep. Cool. Solid. Woo! Nice. These nice. lights are hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating. Good. How are you? Good. Woo! Get some pictures real quick? Yeah, let's get one by my. I gotta move my dude real quick over here. Oh, solid. Oh, that's tight.